Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. The new play, Nine Kinds of Silence, described as a tense, haunting exploration of sound, silence, and the modern mythology of the nation-state, is currently running at 122 CC in the East Village, and Go See a Show correspondent Jason Wang got there last week to check it out. They spoke with the cast and a couple other members of the production team after the show. I'll let everyone introduce themselves. Take a listen. My name is Jason. I am a correspondent for Go See a Show. Hi, my name is Hind Ayub, and I'm playing the mother. Uh, my name is Joe Joseph, and I play the son. Hi, I'm Julie Tsai. I'm the assistant stage manager. And I am Sienna Yusi. I'm the production stage manager. So we are straight out of seeing nine kinds of silence. All nine of them were present today. <laughs> I have been prodded by Sienna to ask you, Joe, if you had to give an elevator pitch about what this show is and why should they see it, hit me with your best shot. Okay, elevator pitch. Let's just say a young man's homecoming. Oh! <laughs> That's the three-word. Done. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, I couldn't get. I couldn't hold the elevator door long enough. Pitch. <laughs> Very brilliant. Thanks so much. Yeah. The slightly longer pitch yeah. would be that it's a show about nationalism, self-identity, and and the spiritual nature of our own sort of individual souls. I would say. This was a show that really challenged me to listen in, listen in different ways. And I think that's the future of theater. And I'd love to hear from you all. Y'all were up there for 80 minutes straight doing, I would say, a non-traditional, for my audience taste, type of theater. How do you prepare for these kinds of roles, whether it's like, you know, through rehearsals or even like in the 10 minutes before the show? What are y'all up to? Hen's looking at me <laughs> because she knows that I'm cramming uh, Trader Joe's dark chocolate espresso beans in my mouth <laughs> pretty much the five minutes before the show and telling Julie no to when she gives us our five minute call. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, Jason, uh, with a piece like this where it's never been done before and there is no template and the director is also the writer and he's figuring out what the thing is and it's not a traditional commercial piece, you kind of just let that freedom work into the process and you make choices and then you let the collaboration itself that was really just the five of us, mm -hmm. um, Abhishek, who's not here, our director, um, you know, yeah, uh, find those moments and find those sequences and find those um, moments that are in an untraditional piece that speak to the truth of what the text is. And, you know, I think Hend has a very different process than I do. We have a very different show, each of us do. Yeah, completely different. Uh, for me, it was challenging in the beginning because it's different. It's a different show and it's very interesting and I just love it. But in the beginning, it was like, oh, different sounds. What's that like? And you have to build the character and come up with these different sounds that in the beginning they knew how challenging it was for me. But at the end, it's just like Joe is saying, it gives you the freedom to explore and find new stuff. And it's, that's where the fun is. Yeah, I wanted to say for the audience's sake, uh, this isn't entirely a spoiler, but if it helps you understand that um, it's, it's a show with two people on stage the entire time. There is a partition between them, mm -hmm. and one character has very limited visibility. 
So it's a very untraditional way of interacting with another actor. And it was certainly the most unconventional rehearsal process I've ever been a part of because I wasn't able to just, you know, very simply look at hand, yeah. see the energy she was giving and exchange dialogue. It just is not that kind of show. The same here, and I, the partition doesn't allow me to interact and see Joe, and it's all happening with the, the sounds. That's our interaction. Yeah, yeah I, I see a lot of this, both like the creativity you guys brought to this process, as well as the challenges you are faced with reflected in my viewing experience. So y'all will know this, <laughs> Julie and you know, y'all will know this. We have a playwriting teacher who named Max who tells us the first 15 minutes of a show are a contract that teach you how to experience a show. Mm -hmm. And one at the end of those 15 minutes, you sign that contract and go like, okay, and now I know how to experience the show. But in this show, all along the way, I was experiencing like, oh, maybe I'm meant to experience this show differently. Maybe I am meant to not trust what I'm seeing or hearing. And so next question I would like to ask all of you, what has rehearsal been like? And if so, how has rehearsal for this project been different from any other project you've worked on? That's a great question. I think that Joe started to speak to it by saying that it was full of discovery and led by curiosity because the playwright was also directing and this is the first time this has ever gone up. And so there wasn't a template and we got to just explore and I got to watch these actors and this team of brilliant creative people play and discover and listen right in this piece that's about silence and about listening to each other and the ways we listen not just to words and so the room started to mimic that that experience that these characters go through as well and that was really delightful to watch yeah for me it was um it, it was interesting because i went through a process I started the rehearsal not being the rehearsals not being comfortable with silences because I just want to rush through things it's like oh my god the audience is they're going to get bored and and then I learned to listen and to honor silences and it's a piece and I really enjoy it now and I think the audience is like from the feedback they do enjoy it as well because it makes you think about silences differently, about the different kinds of silence, about the energy that comes with each silence, and to just listen and allow it to happen. It's really an experience, and I really hope people will come. I invite you all to come see us and join us with a show about sounds and silences. Running till October 7th. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, and I'll add to the, the 15 minutes at the top of the show, this show begins with 10 minutes of silence. Abhishek talked a lot in rehearsals that we need to teach audiences how to watch this show. And those 10 minutes of silence at the top start to really teach us what we're doing here. And for those of you listening, don't freak out. The 10 minutes are when you are entering the that's room. Right, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. You can talk, you can check your phones, because 10 minutes when they're not ready for the silence. Lights are work. still yeah. on, don't worry. <laughs> Lights are on, you can watch us, you can choose not to. Yeah, we're just getting you into this experience. It's, it's true, I think we all learned how 
to listen to each other in the rehearsal room and then as we enter tech and previews and performances because I think we're all quite used to having so much external stimuli and for it to hit us in a way that isn't quite as refined. We really have crafted every aspect of how you can experience this show. All five senses, I'm not going to spoil too much, but there was a lot of thought from designers, from directors, and from all the creatives in the room about what an audience member experiences as soon as they you know, start walking up to the theater and then are in the same hallway, but the theater doors might not be open yet, and, and all of that, and down to what you're hearing when you haven't walked into the theater yet. It's been a really interesting process because we're paying so much attention to those details, and we're coming from the noisy, noisy streets of the East Village, <laughs> and then into this, this space where we are hopefully crafting every part of the experience, and it's a, it's a shift, and I think those, those 10 minutes allow people to settle and to, uh, to learn what they might be about to mm -hmm. jump into. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I fucking love a process, like a rehearsal and like process that mirrors what you are seeing, that mirrors like the project you're working on. This seems like the kind of process that leaves you going like, whoa, feels like we want to hang on to it even after it closes. And so I, what do you think is one thing that you're going to carry to whatever you work on next or wherever you go on next in life? For me, it's not a silent show in the way that we think about silence initially. And I think that's the thing is that my entire idea of what silence is has changed. Mm. And now I have this interest in it and this curiosity in it because what is a silence of someone speaking nonstop, but there's something they're not saying, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So there's noise, there's speech, there's words, but there's the silence of what's unspoken, right? Mm -hmm. And that that's a specific kind. And so we, we talk about all these things and, and I can't stop thinking about it now and I'll, I'll take it with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I thought of something based on what, I mean, what both of you were saying, Hand and Sienna. Um, we did this exercise in rehearsals that Abhishek introduced to us. Essentially, Abhishek asked if we would just take some time out of our day, every now and then, and try to fight the impulse to, to fill our, our minds, our ears, our eyes with stimuli. And so it would involve, you know, putting away your phone, not even reading a book or re watching a movie or something. You, you know, perhaps you'd be sitting on the on the subway on your commute to work, and then you would just sit and allow your environment to sort of be more more active and, and to be more present in it. Um, and then, you know, he said, "Oh, just write a couple things down, and we can chat about it in rehearsal." And the thing that I really enjoyed about it was Abhishek, you know, asked Hand and Joe to do it as the actors in the piece, and then said, "Sienna and Julie, I would like you both to join if if you are willing, you know, and are able." Um, and so it was this moment where Abhishek really brought in the room and made it clear that all of us are collaborators on this project together, um, where in other rooms sometimes, you know, perhaps it's about the, the communication and the work between directors and actors, and that's, that's totally valid too, it's just a different kind of room, and in this one, you know, we were all brought in to listen together mm -hmm. and to work on the silence journals together, and every thought was helpful and, and insightful and and it was just a really wonderful environment. That, that, that specific invitation for us stage managers to join in, to, in the work um, was something that really stuck with me. And it's something that I will, I don't know, I'll hold on to it. I'm not sure how it'll influence the next thing I work on, but it was just, it was just very lovely. Abhishek is a very lovely director. <laughs> yeah.
um, you know, I, I think we live in a loud world. And if you are a New Yorker, you definitely understand this idea that you're never free from noise. And noise isn't just sound. It's every possible source of stimuli, as Julie said, that is coming your way constantly, all the time. So there's something radical, I think, about being in touch with that part of you that is not influenced by the things other people say, or the things other people think, or the noise of the world around you, that there is something special and there's a sanctity to the individual sort of internal world of your own soul. All of us, if we're able to be put in touch with that, some of us never are. And some of us maybe get glimpses of it. And I think this show's very special because it invites us to try and gives us the opportunity, I think, to conceive of that idea in a number of ways. And for me, personally, being a part of a show like this reminds me that even if I'm working on something that's very commercial, that to remain open to just anything goes, that you sometimes as an actor you're told, say yes and, and make a big bold choice and, and do something really interesting and, and actors sometimes we feel like we have to get everybody's attention and hold it and if they stop paying attention to us we're concerned because we have to be the you know, point of attention and there's something beautiful about going the complete opposite route and, and saying nothing, which isn't to say that you choose not to participate. It's that you choose to articulate your feelings in a radical way, which is the silent way. Mm -hmm. And that can be articulated, I think, in so many different ways. Yeah. If you want to see a play that challenges the way you think and feel and listen to the world, if you want to see a very ambitious experimental play between two strong actors and a very, very strong ensemble, you know where to find us. This is Nine Kinds of Silence running until October 7th at 150 First Avenue. Thank you all so, so, so much. Thank you. Thank you, Hend, Joe, Julie, and Sienna for hanging out to chat, and thank you once again, Jason, for another excellent interview. You've got just three more chances from the posting of this episode to catch Playco's production of Nine Kinds of Silence at 122CC's Second Floor Theater, 150 First Avenue in Manhattan, through Saturday, October 7th, 2023. Head to playco.org for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagneau. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagneau, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. <laughs>